podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coon Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, one of the most uh, scenic backdrops we've had in a while. I'm joined by Eddie Hearn. Could be Rome, could be the Venetian in Las Vegas, but we're here, we're ready to go. Five days to go before the big one. On the scale of one to ten, how much are you shitting yourself? 47. I've been for about two or three weeks. You know what it was? It's like, I just want him to win so much. But for him, I can't tell you how much he wants to win this fight and how hard he's worked to try and win this fight. So I don't feel any pressure of, listen, be great for Matram to represent the World Heavyweight Champion again. But honestly, I just want him to win so badly because I know what it means to him as an individual. So that's really what... I'm nervous because I know the fight could be up and down, and but I'm more nervous about the pressure that I know he's put on himself to win this fight, and, and I just I really hope he does it. When you first announced, or even toyed with the idea of this happening in Saudi Arabia, a lot of sceptical people, a lot of kind of people trying to pour negativity on it and saying, what, what the fuck is this? But what's happened from then until now, and we've seen kind of the the arena being built like stage by stage, it's, it's quite incredible what's kind of happened over the last few months. It's been probably the most amazing experience and journey of certainly anything I've been involved with in boxing so far. Because we took a punt and we believed in these people and we talked about the new stadium, you know, we talked about logistically how difficult it was and we had to take all that initial stick of, like you say, whether it's people criticising the venue or criticising the fact the stadium won't be ready or no one's going to go, to actually believing in yourself, believing in your decisions and having that vision to say, you know what, this is right, this is the time. And we did it, but that's what you have to do in life. You've got to back yourself. You've got to back yourself in your own decisions because if you listen to the negativity, they'll make you change your mind. And they're not qualified to give you advice on this situation. No one would know better, doesn't matter if it's your business or my business, you will know best, really, what is right for you, what is right for Anthony Joshua, and what is right for this fight. And you have to go with it, take the pump, but at the same time, you need to be working with the right partners. And in Skills Challenge, and in Prince Khalid, and with the GSA, they have put the money where the mouth is, but more importantly, from a logistical point of view, from a stadium point of view, from the investment at grassroots level as well, there is a monumental buzz for this event, like nothing I've ever seen. You know, we've been lucky enough to do Wembley, 90,000, 80,000 at Millennium Stadium. We've done the O2, we've done Manchester, we've done Bramall Lane, we've done Old Trafford with Ben Eubank back in the day. You know, we've even done Hull, Kingston Rovers. We've done Rome, the Coliseum. You know, we're doing Barcelona in a couple of weeks. But this is something, this is a massive moment for boxing for Anthony Joshua, for Matrim, for me personally, I really feel that with this event, we have started something huge and we've been the ones that have put our bollocks on the line and said, we're going to do it. And we've delivered. There's going to be problems this week, logistical problems we've got to overcome together with Skills Challenge and, and with the GSA. We will do that as we've done it continuously in the build-up to this fight. The biggest challenge, creating this amazing stadium, which they've done. And now we're going to enjoy the whole world 
watching one of the biggest heavyweight fights of all time. And I'll tell you what, let's see the big man do the business and become a two-time world heavyweight champion. Obviously, one of the reasons why this fight is over here is the financial aspects of it. How accurate are the 85 million and 13 million respective purses for Joshua and Ruiz in this? How, how accurate is that? Uh, I don't really want to talk too much about purses. No, look, things always get exaggerated in the papers. Obviously, you know, when you present opportunities to your fighter and the team, this is one of the most brutal sports that you could ever imagine. And financially, it's never the only factor, but it's a considerable factor when you're making a decision about a fight. It doesn't matter whether the fight's in Vegas or in London, the fighter wants to know how much money's on the table. So obviously, when there's more money on the table, or significantly more money on the table than there might be for Cardiff or somewhere else, it's gonna alter your decision or make you think about your decision. Our deal was done, our decision was made for Cardiff. That's where we were going. And I got the phone call from the prince and I was almost rude to him. And we, I was laughing about it with him earlier. And he said, oh, you are, you are arrogant. I said, no, because I've talked- The prince called you arrogant? Yeah. What? Oh, you, no, you. No, but he just said like, you know, you're almost like, I'm trying to deliver this fight for you, give you all this money. You don't even seem like you really want it because we've had those conversations before with other countries. We've been down the contractual route. We've got to the escrow stage. And I just said to him, like, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but we're going to Cardiff. Let's talk later. He said, no, no, no. We're ready to go on this fight. You know, it's a bit like going into a car dealership when you like this car, but take it or leave it, you always end up getting a better deal. But you know when you see that car on the, on the forefront and you go, forecourt even, and you go, that's the one I want. I want that car. I've already made the decision. And you go in there. It's almost like the guy knows. So in this situation, I'm saying to him, look, leave it. No, no, no. We're ready. No, 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 no. We're going to Cardiff. No, but we're ready with a contract. It all happened with three or four days. They've delivered on everything they said they would do and more. And they are so excited. I can't tell you how excited this country is, this region is for this fight. Coming through the airport today, stopped in uh, Abu Dhabi first, landed, landed in um, Saudi. Everybody coming up to me talking about the fight. This is refreshing. This is groundbreaking. This is exciting. This is a major moment for the sport. Can you not tilt that way a bit? That's it. That's good, that's good. Um, can you talk to me about the implications of if whoever wins, what commitments kind of there Mandatory after this fight? No, or in terms of have you got an option on no, anything? No, no, this is everything up in the air, mate. Belts up in the air, go and do your thing, good luck to you. And moving forward, there's an IBF mandatory of Pulev, there's a WBO mandatory of Usyk, there's the Wilder fight, but right now, Saturday night. That's all that matters. Like I said, the belts go up in the air and they fight for the belts. They fight for the Unified World Heavyweight Championship. Let's just kind of talk about back home, obviously. This will be a start time in the UK of 8.45 p.m. Ring walking at 8.45. First bell will be at 9 p.m., which is absolutely perfect time, really. Um, we've managed to get it 12 p.m. here, start time. And also, um, coming off the back of Manchester United against Manchester City on Sky, which will finish at 7.15, which will give you a chance to see some undercar action and then go into the big one. This is going to do monumental bites. Um, how will the rest of the card work and what will be on Facebook Live, etc., etc.? The Facebook Live fight will be Majidov against Tom Little. Then you'll go into the broadcast, the first fight, will be Hergovic against Molina. 
Then we will go with Dillian White against Marius Wack. Then we will go with Alexander Povetkin uh, against Michael Hunter. And then we will go with Anthony Joshua against Andy Ruiz. This is a heavyweight showdown in the desert. It's a Royal Rumble. Who was that? I want to say Don King. If it is, answer it. FaceTime. Is it FaceTime? No. Yeah. He represents Molina. Is he coming? I don't know. He's probably phoning to try and get a few, a few extra grand out of me for the fight now that he's signed the contract. Dylan White's fight was obviously added last week quite late. Uh, Marius Wack is the opponent. Who else was in the running uh, alongside Marius Wack? Not many. Not many. Joey Dueco. Um, oh, I forgot his name. Yeah, the couple. But Wack, Wack, was, Wack was actually ready to fight in Monaco. And we selected him for this fight. Ed, how do you feel about Dylan White actually on the card fighting now with a lot of stuff still kind of hanging over him? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I think really it's a case of he's clear to fight. He's not suspended. He's got to resume his career. So it's frustrating that I can't stand here with a statement from UCAD. But what I can tell you is, is that he's been through that process. He's been cleared to fight. He's not banned. He's not suspended. You have to let him get on with his career. So, you know, he last boxed in July. He's ready to go. He's been training hard. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the ring. Perfect platform for him. Are you still kind of same situation as before? You can't really talk about what's going on honest, regarding I'm not, that? I'm not involved in this process now. When it was evolved around our event and his suspension and if he would be suspended for this fight, which he wasn't, and he was cleared to fight for our July 20th fight, since then he's been dealing with the situation for his lawyers. I keep saying to him, where are we up to? And he's saying it's in the hands of UCAD. And that's frustrating. You know, you've just seen an instance with um, uh, the guy who boxed Josh Taylor a year ago, who, Ryan Martin. Martin, who tested positive, and a year on, he's now received a ban. I don't know why it takes him so long to deal with this stuff. Are you saying that's a possibility with Dylan? No, I'm saying all we want is we want, you know, the public will want to know about why he was cleared, you know, and more details about what happened. But when it's a confidential case and you're being told you can't discuss this because it will jeopardise your position, he can't say anything. You think Dillian White don't want to have a full-blown conversation with you about what happened. But he, he's not allowed to. And that's frustrating. And it's particularly frustrating because you're having to take, not just my word, but the British Boxing Board of Control. Like I've, I've seen all kinds of stuff. Oh, Dillian White's banned. He's not banned. Why do you think he's fighting out here? Oh, well, the British Boxing Board of Control is outside the British... No, it's not. They have to clear him to box. He's not banned. He's ready to fight. He has to resume his career. So, but we would rather a statement from UCAD to give everybody clarity. How can you sum up the situation regarding his mandatory position to the winner of Wilder Fury and when that will take well, that, place? I know it's been spoken yeah, about, but how can you summarise that? something we've got to deal with. I don't see how, in my opinion, how the WBC can make a ruling on Dillian White's situation without effectively that governing body making their own ruling in, in UCAD. You know, the WBC acknowledged VADA. He was under full VADA testing for that fight and completely passed all tests. But you can't, in my opinion, suspend a fighter when the governing body has cleared that fighter to box and has not suspended him themselves. So we'll be revisiting that after the WAC fight. And look, you know, you've also got the franchise situation to deal with as well. That's another story. That's another interview. But right now, I just want to see him back in the ring Hopefully, let everybody know what they need to know very soon. 
and he can resume and hopefully get a shot at the World Heavyweight title. Because I'm assuming while he's here in Saudi, so much media that people will be asking him questions. Should, like, yeah. I'm not saying don't ask Dillian White. That's up to him. He's got to deal with this situation and he will deal with it and that's what he's doing. But, you know, he's, he's been training hard. He last boxed uh, nearly six months ago. He's got to fight and he's fighting on Saturday. Can we spare a thought for Tom Little who got stranded yesterday in Istanbul? Didn't, didn't you know that? No. Tom yeah. Little in Istanbul. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said to me, what have you done putting Tom Little on the Saudi card? Like, he, he's just going to cause mayhem. Where is he right now? Is he still in Istanbul? I, I don't know. Does anyone know where Tom Little is? He's on his way here, but he, he had to stay in Istanbul last night, I think. Oh, well, it's a nice place, I suppose. <laughs> um, rest of the car, obviously, Povetkin, Hunter. Yeah, um, yeah Melina Hergovic. Yeah. It's a heavyweight... It Whatever, is. and I'd love yeah. to say that it was completely the plan from the get-go to put on this massive heavyweight card. It wasn't, but obviously with Quig Carroll falling off the card, we put Dillian White against Wack, and it ends up being a heavyweight banger. Absolutely. Um, we saw some odds the other day uh, for KSI's next opponent. Did you ever really? look at that? Yeah. What were you twelve to one? I can confirm that KSI will not be fighting Coogan Cassius. I've told people, especially back home in like, they've, been back, they've been backing you. Twelve to one. I've told people to lump some money on. Did you look at that list and think the only real realistic one is is the Logan Paul rematch? No, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. Is KSI thinking about fighting again? I think right now he's thinking. I won that. I run the rematch. You know, I've got a little cheeky uh, number one single with uh, Rick Ross. Life is good. Do I really want to go back into camp? But you know, boxing's like a drug doesn't matter if you're a boxer, if you're a promoter, if you're a reporter. You love this sport and you can't stay away. So don't rule out number three for, for uh, KSI. I'm not sure whether it would be the Logan Paul trilogy, though. I think it would be another fight. You still haven't announced your Miami card at the back end of January. Is that confirmed now? Yeah. Um, we're finalising one last fight. We will announce that fight this week. And possibly as well, our February card as well. February, what, at the O2? No, in America. Okay. Um, what's happening with Chisora and Usyk? Uh, I had a meeting with uh, Usyk's team in Monaco. They're very interested in a fight with Chisora. I've had talks with David Hay and Derek Chisora, who are very interested in a fight. February the 8th is a potential date, but hopefully this week, I believe they will both be here this week. Well, I know Usyk's coming, and I believe Chisora's coming as well. So they'll both be here. So it's a little opportunity for you to do a little bit of shit stirring like you always do. and. You know, get them together. Cheers, mate. I quite like that. Um, you originally wanted to put on a heavyweight night at the O2 in February, but has the way this card has panned out not happening now? I only said that just because I was bored. So, um, yeah, I ended up doing it out here instead. Let me ask your opinion. Did you watch uh, Casemiro and Tete? Were no, you surprised? I saw, the, I saw the highlights, yeah. Uh, was I surprised? I don't know with Tete. You don't know if he's overrated or he's getting a bit old or... But Casemiro's a handful. He can punch. I'm really pleased for Sean Gibbons. You know, he's, he's sort of backed Casemiro for a long time. Remember when Casemiro beat Charlie Edwards for the world title at the O2? Clearly punched very hard. Um, bit of a mare losing, you know, in a mandatory fight in Leicester. Um, but it's boxing, isn't it? Have you spoken to Amir Khan? He put something on his Instagram the other day suggesting that he could be fighting in Abu Dhabi. What, yeah, what's no, going on? I'm due a meeting, but I think he's coming this week, so perhaps sit down and, and see what he's up to. But, I mean, I've never asked you this before, but is there any chance that this Kelbrook <laughs> fight happening, this, this uh, whatever? We'll see, we'll see. Why are you being caught on that? What? I don't know, because I'm bored of talking about it. 
I don't want to keep talking about it and then the fight becomes less relevant. So maybe one day we'll just come out of an announcement. Bang. Or maybe we just won't. Hey, can you just clear up something regarding Shaqan Pitters yes. and Craig Richards? Because yeah. we interviewed them both and they kind of come up with their versions of well, what's happened. an update to that story. Sure. The update to the story is, is that I wanted to do that fight for December the 19th at York Hall. Okay? Uh, I, I agreed to terms with Shaq and Pitters. I couldn't agree terms with Craig Richards. So he went to purse bid. I didn't bid for it. Uh, it didn't get resolved at purse bid. It got put out to purse bid again. Last week, oh, sorry, at the weekend, I found out that Fabio Wardley is injured and he's out of the fight on February the 19th. So I phoned Craig Richards and I said, that fight's on. Do you want it or not? And he said, yes, stick me in December 19th. I thought, what a touch. I phoned up John Pegg and said, tell Shaq and Peters the fight's on December 19th. And he came back and said, he's not ready. It's a kick in the nuts. So you're replacing that fight? Or? Yeah, of course. I think Craig Richards will be. I, I think Craig Richards, I'd like to see him fight for the British title. Let Peters fight him after if he's not ready. Okay. Um, I think you're going to be summoned soon. Yes. Uh, so, I know. So, but we are going to use you like the little whore that you are, Edward. You. you can do that all week. That's all you ever do. I'm here for your entertainment to create silly memes and to talk rubbish and to fill your entire YouTube channel all week. Thank you. I did forget something, but it's, it's gone. But I can ask you tomorrow. Have you got anything else you'd like to add no. before we go, Edward? As I said uh, to Andrew McClark, in Monaco, get behind your boy AJ. He's put everything into this fight. It's a major moment for his career for British boxing. Get behind him. Are we, we're not expected to see uh, Wild or Fury out here, are we? Who knows? Who knows? I think Mike Tyson's coming. Yeah, Usyk's coming. Canelo's coming. Pacquiao's coming. Coogan Cassius is coming. Twelve to one, Coogan Cassius. That's big news. Yeah. But I've got to go. Some serious media over there. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.